pushing the button. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Jefferson Davis of Key Loves the Crack. This week on this week's show, we have Brian F. at brianf.us and Dr. Don at Don72 Volkswagen YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, if you hate these guys or, or you love them or whatever, uh, you can email them. And it's brian at com and Dr. Don at kilosacrack.com. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, mm-hmm. what are you guys up to? How you been? I'm good. 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 Yeah. Uh, Got my brakes fixed. My brakes were in, my front brakes were in bad shape. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, that's good the, you, got them, you got them fixed. The right rear inner pad was missing. Ooh. How old did it look on the other side of the same rotor? Other side of the same rotor was fine. Absolutely fine. Huh. You, got a, you got a stuck piston in your caliper. Did you bought and we, t- we took the uh, other side pad, put it over the piston, took a C-clamp, and started cranking on the C-clamp. And all of a sudden, there was a very loud bang. <laughs> yeah. And the piston went back in. All right. Huh. Yeah, and I checked. Uh, I checked for leaking brake fluid this morning, and there was no puddles under the car. Cool. Good, Good deal. deal. Yeah, that's great. That is great. Uh, so the, I'm assuming you uh, had to replace the rotor since you were <laughs> missing a pad on the backside. Well, theoretically, I should have replaced the rotor. Yes, but I'm selling the car. Oh Uh-oh. really? Mm-hmm. Are you buying a truck? I'm getting a 2006 Mazda 3 Grand Touring. Wow. Oh. Wow. Nice. Just um, need to do some research on that Grand Touring because usually anything Grand Touring parts are hard to get a hold of for some reason. Okay. Well, I know this thing has every option imaginable. <laughs> More stuff to mess up. <laughs> Which is why she bought it. It's a friend of my Maggie's car, and she's uh, oh. selling it to me. Oh, oh. It's oh. got automatic lights. <laughs> when it rains, uh, light, lights yeah. come on. When it gets dark, the lights come on all by themselves. All right. My, I was actually shocked. I had a 98 Dodge Dakota that had automatic lights on it. A 1998 okay. Dodge Dakota. Yeah, that's automatic, automatic lights. Uh, yeah, that's top line stuff. <laughs> this thing has a uh, six CD CD player. Oh, uh, satellite radio. Nice. Uh, AMF. It's got butt warmers. <laughs> <laughs> Which is nice for in the winter around here. Right, right. Man, moving on up. <laughs> so what yep. have you guys uh, been up to other than replacing brake pads? <laughs> um, 
I didn't been doing too much. It's been just so freaking hot, and the ozone layer has been so high, and I can't catch breath. So I've been staying inside. Well, My, you moved uh, down to the swamp, so you know <laughs> that, that's that was yeah. your choice. Yeah, <laughs> but. Um, my right arm, my elbow, I got, I got to get an appointment to go have that surgery done because I just, mm. I'm in pain like continuously now. I mean, I can't hardly sleep sometimes because it just hurts so bad. Hmm. Yeah, that's terrible. Yep. Yeah. Well, you gotta be you. like the rest of America and start taking pain pills. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I don't like doing that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm the same way, too. But everybody else seems to be. There's nothing wrong with my arm that a pain pill won't take care of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, the reason you have pain is so, you you know, the, uh, us retard humans will fix the issue, you know. If yeah. You, uh -huh. If you have a migraine, then you got a problem, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's like taking medicine to take a fever down. Well, the fever's there for a reason. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You don't want it to get to 108 or something, but, you know, as long as it stays around 102 and below, let it work its way out, you know. Yep. Yep. Heal it's off. just like, a, it's just like a, a Pepto-Bismol and stuff like that. They're telling you now, doctors telling you now, don't do it because that's your body getting rid of the whatever it needs to get rid of. Exactly. Yeah. It's like your body gives you all these signs, and we, we take this medicine to ignore the signs, you know, that you're oh. having an issue. To take care of the symptoms rather than the problem. Right, exactly. Uh, that's, uh, that's exactly, that, that seems to be uh, something that we do a lot of here in the West. Yeah. In general, is, uh, you know, taking care of the symptoms instead of, the actual issues. Yep. Yep. Um, and the first thing I figured we would talk about today, uh, this goes into, uh, Dr. Don may want, may like this, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, as I'm sure you know, Brian, and probably Dr. Don knows yep. this. Uh, oh, yeah. Supposedly committed suicide <coughs> this morning on suicide watch in a jail cell. <laughs> now, who was this again? The pedophile that took High-level politicians and rich Bill people. Bill Clinton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, down to uh, his own island in the Caribbean to do what lewd acts with a minor, let's say. Uh, a right. horrible human being that deserved to die, but he should have deserved to die. And, you know, sitting in prison for the next 50 years. Yeah. But, uh... I guess the well, Clintonistas got a hold of him. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Think, Their count is up to twenty-one. I think it like this: twenty-one people opposing the Clintons, or people who had dirt on the Clintons, have all mysteriously died. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I think it this way: it just saved us taxpayers a lot of money. <laughs> well, the. I, I totally, you know, get that and appreciate that, but, you know, if they could have got him to squeal on the Clintons, uh -huh. then we might have had some evidence against Hillary and Bill, uh -huh. but that'll never happen now. We, we will never know. Exactly. 
So, uh, so you think it was the Clintonistas? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I have no doubt myself. I'm just wondering how they did it. If they had him on suicide watch, they were supposed to have video surveillance. Uh huh. Of the cell, uh, to watch him. So Batters, I'm wondering I, how they did it. Uh, and you know, I, I I'm curious. The FBI. It's supposed to be doing an investigation, but I, I, w- I would like to know more about how they managed to do this. Exactly. I'm, I'm wondering, what? are uh, they so uh, pathetic that the, the, the signal cut out, you know, for 10, <laughs> 20 seconds? Um, or did they come up with some brighter idea? Uh, they were taking lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you feel okay? You ain't gonna do nothing crazy, right? I'm gonna go take lunch. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, By the can... way, we're gonna leave this guy here with you for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, somebody yeah. posted on Facebook. Uh, they said we've heard that the uh, nurse did it, and it was a picture of a woman in a nurse uniform. But uh, Hillary was the the nurse. <laughs> <laughs> she was holding a needle, you know. It was funny. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, the one guy I'm drawing a blank on his name right now was considered a suicide. He was about to narc on Hillary Clinton, and he committed suicide by shooting himself in the back of the head twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The first one didn't do it, so he had to redo it. Yeah. Uh-huh, in the back of the head. Yeah. And it was ruled a suicide. <laughs> now, I'm going to... The first guy was shot in his office, and his body was dumped in a park across the street from his office. That was also ruled a suicide. <laughs> okay. Now, after, after he killed himself, he went over to the park and dumped his body. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I've got a good one for you, but I can't tell you on air uh, where it was. But I, I went to a crime scene, you know, I've, I've, for those that don't know, i got a background. I have a background in criminal justice. Uh, and when I was working in the criminal justice field, I, I we get called out to crime scenes a lot. And we went out, and this guy had blown his head off, but we couldn't find a gun. Anywhere. <laughs> Anywhere. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, you can see it was in the right temple. He, you know, pulled the trigger. There was uh, uh, gunpowder burns on the side of the head. You could clearly see that, you know, either somebody pulled the trigger for him or, uh, and he was sitting in front of his fireplace. It was winter time. We're like, okay. Well, they couldn't find a gun, so we uh, they went back after I left. Uh, they went back and searched again. This was like a day or two later after they did the the preliminary investigation. Well, they found the gun. It was a revolver, thirty-eight revolver, and he had it on a piece of elastic and had it tied to the inside of the fireplace. So when he pulled the trigger. His arm, you know, obviously he was dead. His hand let go, and the gun went back up into the fireplace. Uh, wow. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was I, his, I, he I was known as a prankster, and that was his last prank. Wow. Yep. I kind of <laughs> figured, you know, it, you know it, he used a really powerful handgun when he shot himself in the temple. It flew out of his hand, flew out the house, down the road. <laughs> but I was totally blown away because, I mean, you could, there was, you know, clear evidence the the revolver was pushed up against his temple when he pulled the trigger, but we couldn't find it anywhere. Right. Uh, you know, we looked up in the fireplace to see if maybe it flew out of his hand and somehow went into the fireplace, but we didn't. There was a ledge up there, and it was, uh, I wasn't there when they went back and found it, but it was like, uh, like a big rubber band, basically, that he had. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and it was wow. up on that ledge, but you had to go up into the fireplace to see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, crazy. He's trying to frame somebody. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. But, um. Uh, you been reading anything interesting, uh, Brian? No, not this week. I've been more worried about my brakes. Well, I haven't read anything this week. I'm still looking for a house. Uh-huh. I bid on another one on, let's see, uh, Wednesday? Okay. Uh, it, it was, okay, let me tell you the lowdown is, which I think I told you, Brian, but Dr. Don's not heard, nor any of the other people. It was a, a two-bedroom, one bath. It had been all redone. I mean, literally, they gutted the house. It was new electrical, new uh, HVAC, new, well, the roof wasn't new, but uh, new plumbing. Uh, the, you know, bot- the outside, the bottom of the crawl space had been, you know, cleared out and a vapor barrier put down, I think. Um, but it had been gutted and all redone, painted, uh, all new countertops, new cabinets, beautiful house. It was an old mill house from 1920. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, had a lot of character. But they were wanting $145,000 for this place. So I lowballed it for $125,000. I, I, my agent sent in the offer, and I waited till the next day. And finally, about 12 o'clock, he called me and said that. Uh, there was somebody else that was bidding on it. Now, it was only on the market for one day. But somebody, oh, somebody else was bidding on it, and they they paid full price. Full list wow. price. $145,000. <laughs> so, Thursday, let's see. That must have been Tuesday. So, Thursday, um, I went and looked at another house. Really nice house that had been gutted, all new interior, new wood, new laminate wood floors, uh, granite countertops. Really nice. It's uh, two bed, two bath. Uh, it had half an acre, which is rare for city of Easley. Um, you know, but the the big issue <laughs> with that house, the reason they've not sold it. Is because there's a single wide trailer park that goes kind of up beside it and okay. behind it. Uh, and we're not talking, you know, 2000s trailers here. We're talking 1970 single wide mobile home. Oh. Wow. Run down mobile home. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that 
even though if the house was anywhere else, I would have bought it. But it's it's a really busy road. Uh, you know yeah. where Fleetwood Drive is over by Easley Hospital? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the road it's on. It's a real busy road. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about now. Wow, man. I called the police department and I asked them what the crime was around it, you know, if they had a lot of calls for NATO. And the cute little girl on the phone, I'm assuming she was cute because she sure did sound good <laughs> on the phone. But anyway, she said that there was not, they don't receive a lot of calls in that area, but if it stays on the market and they drop the price, I may think about it, but I'm still hoping something else will pop up. Uh, I really love yeah. those old mill houses with the 12 foot ceilings or 10 yeah, foot, just, whatever they are, the really high ceilings. Yeah. I, I, I just like, they have character. And yeah. A newer house doesn't nope. have that. So, <clears throat> and plus, they could tell you stories. But one cool thing about the last house I looked at on Fleetwood Drive was there's a big old oak tree in the backyard and a huge. It has to be at least a hundred years old. Um, wow! It's a beautiful old tree. Uh, I can imagine putting me a swing out there and swinging and you know, <laughs> acting like Forrest Gump. <laughs> <laughs> See now, if it was me, the first thing I'd do is cut that down. So <laughs> <laughs> nah. he's like that person that uh, lived on. Ramalala Street in the yellow house. He cut all the trees down in the yard because yeah. it's freedom. <laughs> yeah, freedom. I don't like them Man. really close to the house. I do that. That you know that that scares me. So I would cut down any tree that has large branches that go over the house. They would have to get right. I had four hundred foot pine trees along the edge of my property at my house on 48th street and uh, i took them down all i could see was them coming down on my neighbor's house in yeah. some windstorm they were like a sail yeah. yeah um but i will find one i'm trying to be patient about it but i'll, I'll find a house yeah be patient yeah um it's, i kind of have a timeline when i need to be out of this house to get it yeah. on the market to sell it, you know, quick turnaround on it, and mm. I'm running out of time. That's why I'm in such a hurry. Yeah. Uh, but like my mother said, uh, you don't want to go because <laughs> I live in the hood now, basically, pretty close. Uh, but my mother says you don't want to go from one hood to another. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I'm trying to be patient, but uh, in other yeah. news. Uh, as I'm sure you're both aware of, and everyone in the world is aware of, we've had two huge mass shootings in the last, well, two within 24 hours. Big mm -hmm. two. Uh, one in El Paso and one in Dayton, uh, El Paso, Texas, and one in Dayton, Ohio. And I will say one thing about this. Uh, well, the, the, I'm probably going to get on my soapbox, and Brian's like, oh, God, here we go. But... <laughs> Anyway, they have done study after study after study on this. Not the left-wing media, because the only studies they do are how to 
forever gun loving America. But general genuine studies uh, about the mental health of these people and every single one of them except for the guy in las vegas in the last 20 years the young guys you know there's only been a few middle-aged or older people that have done mass shootings but these young guys in their 20s and teens every single one of them lived in a single parent household lived with mama usually and was on some kind of mental medication, psychotropic drugs. Right. So if you want to stop the mass shootings, no amount of gun laws is going to stop it. Even if they don't have a gun, maybe they'll run, you know, drive their car into something or you yeah. know, a bunch of people. If you want to stop but it. But there have been two mass shootings. So now we must punish everybody <laughs> who had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Right. So if you want to stop it, two, go ahead. Was those two uh, related? No. No, just separate. Just had the 24 hours apart. Yeah. If you want to stop it. One in Dayton, Ohio, and one in El Paso, Texas. Right. Yeah, I didn't know if they may have got together or something was had planned it or something. No. If you want to stop the madness, then what you do is women stop whoring around the men Stop screwing around on your women. Try to get married and get along if you're going to have kids together. Raise them. Actually, you know, raise them and not, you know, push them off onto somebody else or stick them in front of the TV. Actually, give a damn and raise the children. And stop sending them to a psychiatrist to have, you know, have them medicated because you don't want to deal with them. It's yep. your children from the time they're born. That is your responsibility until you die, basically. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not, I know single parenting is hard, and sometimes the other part, you know, other party is a piece of shit. Um, but if you want to stop the mass shootings, then you have to work on the mental health. And how do you do that? The family unit is dying out, and kids have to have a moral foundation. If they don't, then it's possible that video games can make them want to go blow some people up. But if you have a moral, logical foundation to stand on, then you're not going to go do those things. Mm -hmm. But that's all exactly. About, it's all about parenting, you know. Yep. And that's what it leads to: is bad parenting, bad parents. Uh, yeah, and the mental health part, uh, if they want to really help, they need to get in there and really help get people in there that care about that kind of people and to help them out instead of just try to get them in there, medicate them, get them out. Mm -hmm. Yep. Because you know, I've been in that situation and, you know, when you go to a, a state-regulated mental place, they don't care. They just want get you in, okay, I hear you, I write it down, now here's your medicine, and I leave them. Uh-huh, that's very true. Yeah, and over-medication. Well, you know, the the greatest uh, psychologists to have ever lived were your village priests, uh, <laughs> because they yeah. knew everything and everyone, and, and if you had issues... Uh, with another person, or maybe you were having mental health issues, you go talk to the priest. 
and he would try to help you, you know, but we don't do that no more. Uh, yep. Or, or we could do like the, uh, what's some, um, what's that movie? Uh, golly. can't remember the name of the movie. Uh, not Romans. What was the other group? Uh, the Greeks. Greeks. The Greek. Was it the Greeks or? I can't remember the name of the movie where, you know, if there was some kind of uh, abnormal, you know what I'm talking about. If the child wasn't right, they'd throw them over the edge. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was the Greeks. Uh, yeah, they did that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> today, these schools send kids to psychiatrists because they're not listening in class or being disruptive and the psychiatrist just goes okay we'll put them on out of van yeah yep yeah they instead of trying to get to the root of the problem or adderall yeah, i guess adderall. yeah yeah that's what we were talking about earlier instead of you know finding out what the problem is they want to uh mute the symptoms <laughs> exactly yeah exactly so i have a niece who, when she was in high school, got the school center to a psychiatrist who right away uh, prescribed her uh, Adderall. She never took them. She sold the pills <laughs> and apparently made good money doing it. But uh, afterwards, all the teachers were like, oh, this has really worked. It's really good for her. And we're really glad <laughs> you did this. And she yeah. never took a single pill. <laughs> yeah you can that's what i've tried to explain to people for years is you can mentally make yourself better you just have to want to do it and you have to sometimes learn how to do it but yeah have somebody help you but you can physically i mean people with you know cancer have mentally overcome it and the cancer went away you know the mental power people don't realize how strong uh your mind can be if you, you know, if you try. How you can overcome mm -hmm. anything, whether, you know, cancer or anything. I'm not saying yep. that's going to work for everyone, but this happened for a lot of people. That's why I'm so interested in uh, noetics, uh, the study of the mind. Mm -hmm. Right. Really interesting stuff. I, I've got a couple audio books I've been listening to about it. Uh, I mean, they do all kind of crazy experiments. Like they, they'll put a uh, like a rectangular uh, glass in a freezer with a glass door on it, and they will sit there and watch watch it freeze. And while it's freezing, they they have a mental picture in their mind, and they try to <laughs> they try to make that picture into the ice. So they do all right. kind of crazy stuff, but they also do some stuff that's uh, about the power of the mind that's really interesting. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you what I missed on TV the other night. I decided to watch something else, but I almost watched the movie The Men Who Stare at Goats. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that movie. I haven't seen I've it. I've never seen it. Oh, I've heard funny. so much about it, though. Yeah, it's so funny. <clears throat> Um, I've, um, there, the scientists are now, um, talking about sound related, you know, 
certain frequency sounds. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it used to be pseudoscience, but now they're now scientists are starting to realize that certain frequencies will heal body and heal the mind and exactly kind of stuff. It's pretty neat. Well, there are certain uh, frequencies that can heal you. Uh, yeah. Even, I mean, the Germans, as far back as the late 30s, were uh, researching, actually before then, but were researching uh, sound technology to heal vast waves of the, you know, opposing army. Right. Right. They never perfected it, but uh, I saw something about the huge, like, megaphone speakers that they had built uh, to... It's subsonic. The U.S. Navy was uh, working on it prior to the Second World War because a man by the name of Paul Klipsch uh, worked with the Navy on producing sound waves, and he invented a folded horn speaker for uh, for the Navy for these experiments. And after the Second World War, he got out and started his own speaker company, Klipsch. Yeah. Which is a very famous old speaker company, and they were all folded horn designs. Yeah. Um, Actually, if you look up the largest Manahorn, um, it is a cargo container. The military wanted these sound people to come up with a mobile folded horn design. Uh, to uh, fire at the enemy, subsonic noises, and it is awesome. Yep. A bunch of twelves in a container, and the container is made it like a folded horn, and exactly. it's awesome. <clears throat> yeah, they they came up with some really cool tech back then. Yeah. So uh, I thought I would. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed, but the stock market has been acting crazy. Uh, last Monday, I had to sell a bunch of stock to keep from losing money. Uh, I'm still on the up, but um, I sold all of my tech stock and I invested in uh, securities. Stock, I mean, secure uh, Textron, which is a company that makes something for the aviation. Military aviation, I can't remember. Uh, Raytheon, which makes the Patriot missile. Also, uh, Tucson. Yeah. Um, also, I invested in an uh, energy company, uh, Chesapeake Energy. I'm assuming that or I've done I've done some research on them, obviously, but uh, they're out of the Chesapeake Bay area. But uh, their stock's a dollar forty-four. Uh, so wow. it's a really good deal. You can go buy, you know, 50 or 100 stocks, and if it goes up 50 cents, then you've made a killing. Right. Right. So uh, I like those cheaper stocks. You know, I can buy more of it. But, <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, uh, Raytheon is 160-something dollars. Okay. Uh Raytheon builds all the bombs. Yeah, it's, oh, it's one hundred and eighty-six dollars. It went down yesterday, but it'll go, it'll bounce back up. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, I, I can only afford one of those at a time. <laughs> uh, on my budget. But uh, 
it's it's a good stock. Uh, Bose Allen Howell is still a really good stock to invest in. Even when the rest, even on Monday when everything was, I mean the, the stock market was crashing, it almost did a full fledged crash. Even on Monday it was up, like uh -huh. one, one penny or something. But you know they they do uh, uh, consulting for the military, so right. Um, and that's who uh, uh, the cra the guy that ran to Russia. Um, that's who he worked for. What's his name? Uh, the one that said we're all being watched and they're listening yeah. in on our phones and everything. Um, yeah. You know who I'm talking about, don't you, Brian? I, uh, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, he's probably CIA op. <clears throat> probably no, there's what? a big Raytheon uh, manufacturing plant in Tucson. It's one of the largest employers in the Tucson area. Nice. Um, yeah, what is his name? Uh, <laughs> totally have a brain fart. Brain fart. <laughs> uh, let me just see here. Uh, Oh, uh, oh! Did you hear about Putin? 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 No. What? Uh, uh, they say that he's trying to cover up a nuclear disaster that happened in Russia. Oh yes, I did read that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that alarms went off all over St. Petersburg or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Edward Snowden. That's who I'm talking thinking about. There you go. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he worked for Bose Allen Howell. That's who he worked for when he was, uh, when he ran. Oh, there's one really funny article here that I had to, uh, I meant to bring up when we were talking about mass shootings, but Mother Jones, uh, author by the name of Mark Bowman, F-O-L-L-M-A-N, I'll have the link in the show notes. Uh, wrote an article titled Armed and Misogynist How Toxic oh, Masculinity Fuels Mass Shootings Of course <laughs> Well Mark you can kiss my Y chromosome butt <laughs> Oh god Like I said earlier two nutballs went out and performed mass shootings. Now, we won't even talk about the uh, guy in California who stabbed six people and killed four of them. Oh, yeah. No, nobody That's considered about a that. mass killing. Yeah. Uh, we now have to punish everybody who did not commit that crime. Yep. Now we ain't going to be able to cover stakes up. Take your knives away. <laughs> yeah. We're going to, you know, hold them with one hand and bite and, you know, rip the meat. But that would be misogynistic because we would be considered cavemen if we did that. Yeah. No, they will pass what's referred to as universal background checks, which is code word for gun registration. Yep. Gun registration is illegal, according to the Supreme Court back in the 30s. Yeah, right. That's why when they brought out the picks and Nick system, 
they can only keep the records for a short amount of time, like nine days or 10 days. Then the records of the transaction are destroyed. But universal background checks allows them to keep the records indefinitely. And it becomes, in fact, gun registration. Right. Yep. That's what the Nazis did before World yep. War II. That's what Joseph Stalin did. That's what Mao Zedong did. Mm-hmm. That's what Pol Pot did. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what the Romans did, actually. Uh, you know who Baudicea is, or Baudica. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They they took all, all the weapons that her uh, village had, and then they raped her daughters. So that pissed her off so bad that she went and got more weapons and wiped out the freaking Romans in London. Right. <laughs> you don't piss off a, a crazy freaking Viking woman. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> My mother included. She did one of those DNA tests, and she's like 90% or something. Uh, uh, Norwegian, Swedish... Uh, She's like, what does that mean? I said, you're a Viking. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have a friend out in Missouri who traces his roots back to Norway or Finland or, or uh, Sweden, something like that. But he's all into the Viking thing. Mm-hmm. Well, they were here in the United States long before Columbus. Yeah, exactly. Long before, when there was still an ice, not an ice bridge, but an ice cap that came down far enough for them to follow over yep. to uh, Canada. Nova Scotia. Yeah, yeah Nova Scotia. exactly. Uh, they, uh, they were saying that uh, here recently they have found, um, they were thinking they were like uh, uh, what's that? vegetable shelter. You know what I'm talking about? What? Uh, digging, into, digging into the ground. And if sort of vegetables, yeah, uh, a cellar like type thing. Well, now they're coming up and saying that it was the Vikings that had done that over here. Mm-hmm. And so they were, they have been there <laughs> way before for, uh, Columbus was. Yep. Hmm. So that's pretty neat. Yeah. They, uh, I still think we should have a Columbus Day though. <laughs> I mean, you know, I know people hate the word, you know, Christopher Columbus, but, you know, get over it. Actually, the last place he stopped before he came over to the Americas was uh, Galway, Ireland. And the, uh, there's a whole Spanish quarter in Galway uh, that they came over, I think, in the, like the, 12th or 13th century, uh, I can't remember why, but there's a whole quarter of the area in, in Galway. Yeah, but Christopher Columbus missed. He came to discover America and missed. He landed on the island of Hispaniola. Yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, you know, he was supposedly going to, what was it, India or trying to get there? <laughs> China, yeah. China, yeah. Well, you know, they're now saying that, you know, that uh, Christopher Columbus was n- really not a nice, uh, a good 
sailor, you know, they are whatever you want to call them back then. And uh, they gave him the boats or whatever to fund him to get him out of where he was at. Oh, okay. Because he was creating so much trouble and they decided to go ahead and let him have the boat so they can get rid of him. <laughs> right. Uh, that was pretty funny. I heard that. Well, How true that is, but. Uh, I always thought it was funny that an Italian uh, uh, had to go to the Spaniards to uh, get the money to go on this voyage. Uh huh. Right. And actually, it's pretty interesting. Uh, the queen then, I don't recall her name, uh, well, her granddaughter, no, her daughter was Catherine of Aragon, who right. was the first wife of Henry VIII. Uh huh. Uh, so it, it's all pretty, you know, interesting that. <laughs> I would have loved to have been around during the uh, uh, Tudor period just to... Uh, actually, the Irish at the time said that he treated them well, or, you know, fairly, I guess. Yeah. They were still under his thumb, still his subjects at that time, but he treated them fairly. Uh, there's a lot, you know, written accounts of this, and... Uh, Queen Elizabeth used to get so mad because she would write to uh, Irish uh, landowners, you know, about taxes or something, and they would come back with some crazy <laughs> letter, you know, about how much they loved and adored her, but never send the taxes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, so she she didn't like them too well, but. Uh... <laughs> you just well, think you about know, this. Nineteen in nineteen twenty two. It was Winston Churchill that uh, went to the rebelling Irish and said, look, you can have Ireland. We're keeping these six counties in the north, and we're going to call it Northern Ireland, and they're going to be part of the crown. And the rebelling Irish said, no, we want the whole uh, island. And Winston Churchill said, okay, well, if that's the way you want it, then I'm going to bring the entire British army over to fight you. How about this? You know, we, we say Australia was, um, you know, that country is a bunch of uh, Mongrel criminals. Right? Yeah. yeah, convicts, criminals. Well, I think America is about the same way because we rented a boat, we got over here, and then we told that other country, uh, the European, England, or whatever it is, to go fuck themselves. We're going to create our own country. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, anytime you <laughs> you uh, travel five to 7,000 miles, uh, good luck in getting us to do anything from that far right. distance away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, the Tudor period would have been an interesting time to live in. I wouldn't. Historically, you know, not necessarily uh, <laughs> the best time, but. Um, yeah. It would have been. You go visit, maybe. Yeah. Back and visit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you go back in time, I would definitely go there. Yeah. Uh, and one of the most tragic and really sad, uh, you know, I don't give a damn about the royals. I don't believe in. Uh, I don't believe in monarchy. I think it's uh, 
a tragedy that it still exists, but one of the uh, most tragic things was the uh, murder of Lady Jane Grey, uh, who never asked to be queen, but she kind of got sucked into it because um, uh, the king at the time, it was Henry VIII's son, whose name escapes me right this second, but when he was on his deathbed, he wrote that she would be next in the monarchy because she was a close cousin. She didn't want, he didn't want Mary, you know, Bloody Mary, to be queen because mm -hmm. he knew she would cause nothing but chaos. Uh, <clears throat> she was, I mean, if you, she was mentally unstable. But anyway, sure enough, they took her to the tower, you know, to be that to be the queen and uh, Mary had her ass killed uh, right that was you know one of the most tr uh, saddest things because she never asked to be a monarch or anything like that she was like 20 years old uh, so but anyway uh, yeah the monarchies I, I never have liked uh, there's they are no uh God's walking among us, so you know why do you think you're better than everybody else? <laughs> exactly. Why? What gives you the right to tell me how to, or for me to be your subject, for you to tell me how to live my life? <clears throat> that's that's my point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, Richard, uh, uh, Granddad, and I. Uh, have been going back and forth on electric bills. Ah. And it's amazing what they pay for electricity in Ireland. Oh, I'm sure it's outrageous. It's outrageous. And then there's a 23.5% VAT tax. A what? Value-added tax. Yes. A VAT. Wow. So, I pay, and it worked. I pay like a dollar forty something, I believe, for per kilowatt. Uh, oh, you pay a lot less than that. Because he was saying his his works out to uh, twenty nine cents per kilowatt hour, and I figured mine mine works out to about nine cents per kilowatt hour. Well, let, let me just see here. Let, let me just look at my last bill here, and we will uh, see what it says. Because I am uh, intrigued. Dr. Don, you know how much you pay per uh, kilowatt hour? No, I don't. So he pays like 29 cents per kilowatt hour. Uh, mm -hmm. See, I'm pulling my bill up now. <laughs> um... Uh, I'm looking here. Mine wasn't easy to find. I had to dig for it. <laughs> and they don't... They want you to go for these electronic bills, but then they don't tell you anything. Exactly. <laughs> In the electronic bill, except how much you owe. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm going to do a calculation here because I 
I have the kilowatt hours and the <coughs> charge, so surely to God I can use mathematics and figure it out. <laughs> yes, I use 773 kilowatt hours. Uh, my bill was 9668. Oh, I wish I had a bill that low. Uh, 7.99. Does that sound right? Yeah, that's about right. Oh, eight cents a kilowatt hour. Yeah. Right, mine mine worked out to about nine cents per kilowatt hour. Well, I think it. I think ours is um, it fluctuates from day to night. Yes. Because um, at peak time they use that big dam up there during the peak time during the day, and then they draw all the water back up up into the reservoir at night. The power uh-huh. peak time during the day, which is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, they there's say a lot of people that do peak and off peak. Yeah. Ours is, we don't we don't have peak and off peak. We just have straight on a uh, generation charge, a transmission charge, and taxes. Right. And my uh, generation charge is like seven, six or seven cents per kilowatt hour. And every time some kind of green uh, energy company sends me stuff in the mail, theirs is like nine or ten cents. <laughs> so the free market has chosen coal and nuclear and natural gas. Because all the alternatives are always more expensive. Okay, how about this? The the smart meter they they've installed. Uh huh. Right. Now, if you were smart, you could do your laundry at night, which will be less of a charge because it's off peak time, right? Right. Not now. That smart meter will do will determine or what you're doing and rate it at the same rate or a little higher. Yep. Sneaky, sneaky. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> just quit getting it to us easy. Just stick it to us and, and just go for it. <laughs> uh, either you will pay it or you won't have no electricity. It's your choice. Yeah. Yeah, it's a That's monopoly. They, you know, it's not like we have multiple power companies to <clears throat> go to. Uh, well, kind of yes, you can. You're using still the Duke Power Lines or whatever your power company lines are. There are companies you can go um, a different route from them. Oh, really? Yeah, generation charge. Yeah, you have to look for them. They're not easy to find. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, you have a separate generation charge and a transmission charge. Hmm. And you can change the transmission generator to some green company or to almost any other company here on the east coast right but in my case they're all more expensive than PPNL, pennsylvania yeah. power and light yeah hmm. which all, all the uh, coal plants all up and down route 81 from scranton to harrisburg
Um, yeah, it's energy rates and all that's interesting. You know, when I was uh, over there, uh, freaking five years ago now, almost five years ago, it's hard to believe it's been that long. <laughs> and I talked to the lovely Kate the other day, and she's doing really good and really happy. And good. Yeah, she's she's doing great. But when I was over there, um, <clears throat> gas, once I converted liters to gallons and uh-huh. euros to dollars, it was $7.28, something crazy like that, per gallon. Per yeah. gallon, yep, per yep. Gallon. It was yeah, like, they can keep that. Yeah. It was like $2 <laughs> a, or 2 euros a liter or some craziness like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the conversion rates are a little better now but, uh, than they were then. Right. I remember uh, I hate, uh, a while ago talking to Kate about gas prices. And she said that they were paying between one and a quarter euro and one and a half euro per liter. Yeah. Wow. And I told her here at that time it was like $2 per gallon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hate to change subject, but uh, I want to get this in before we close out. I did buy uh, that Volkswagen. All right. Oh, you did? Uh, cool. It is a 74 Volkswagen. Um, when I went up there and looked at it, the body's in real good shape. Got a re- really good paint job. It ain't but two spots I need to uh, repair. Um, and they're small. Uh he said he had it at the shop where I picked it up at. He said he's been over there for a year and they cannot get it to run. Um, so before we can get it off the trailer, less than 10 minutes, I had it running. <laughs> 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 um, but I, I think I know what the problem is. Uh, the preheater tubes on the intake, uh-huh. um, they get carbon buildup real bad. And when, that, when those are closed completely off, it, it will not run right. Exactly. It caused the carburetor freezes up almost instantly. And I grabbed the intake while it was sitting there idling, and they were just massively cold already. So I'm pretty sure that's why it is. So I'm going to be taking that, the intake off and cleaning those preheater tubes. Exactly. It should be ready to go. Oh, good. But I mean, good. he's got. What are you going to do with your old motor? Um, I'm we're saving it. Okay. Um, I plan on building another one, and I'm gonna use that motor and trans out of it. Right. But um, it's got the the seventy four. It's got a brand new interior, brand new seats, brand new door panels, wow. sides, uh, knobs. Um, it's got new tires on Crager rims. Uh, two new uh rear fender fiberglass fenders on the rear. Uh huh. Got new brake lights, uh, new turn signals. Basically, it's been redone already. Wow. Cool. I, I got it for a steal. So, I I mean, I'm ecstatic that we found it and got it. That's great. Yep. Uh, well, I got a deal and a half on the uh, Mazda. It's my friend Maggie's car. And her parents are selling it to her. No, actually, she is selling it to me at whatever they figure out the KVB price on it is. Right. And uh, I can pay per month 
on it and pay it off. There you go. Oh, yeah. Um, I um, I picked this one up for they wanted thirty eight, and I got it down to thirty two. So uh, if I can get, you know, the idle and the running good, I should be able to put it back on and set up about six. Right. Because I mean, this is like really good shape. I'm really really surprised. Well, last time I looked up Maggie's car on kbb.com it was worth about 3500 i ain't bad yeah that's not bad at all that's a good price for 2006 yeah, yeah. exactly Ooh. and then when i sell the miata i'll just give them that money yeah there you go how much you think you're gonna get out of your miata because you have all kind of uh, really cool, you know, mods you've done to it. So, or yeah. extra stuff. I'm gonna ask three and take two. Okay. There you go. Yeah. You can always go down, but not a. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but on KBV, my car's only worth 800 bucks. Yeah, really? I wonder why. Because all the modifications I've done to it aren't listed on KBB. Oh, yeah. They don't have, they don't have uh, adjustable shocks or front right. and rear body uh, supports. Right. They don't have roll cage in it. They don't have the hard top. Hmm. That's, you you probably get more than that out if they say, well, this is KBB price, I'll say, yeah, but, but all the stuff listed is on there, so. Exactly. Oh. Oh, man. Well, fellas, reckon we'll call it a show. We've been on for almost right at an hour. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you guys have a great rest of the weekend. You too. And uh, we will talk to you next week. And Oh. Before we go, I have to put in my plug for a company here in Pennsylvania called FreshRoastedCoffee.com. Okay. That's the only coffee I drink. Okay. And soon, and soon Jefferson will be saying the same thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, Brian was nice enough to uh, send me some coffee. It's on its way. All yep. right. Heard that. Yeah. I wish I could drink it. Yeah, you don't drink, you can't coffee. drink coffee. I love it, but it don't like me at all. I'll oh. half of a styrofoam cup coffee cup will things at the office. Half a cup will give me energy for like almost a week. Oh, jeez. Uh, wow. Yeah, I've tried all kinds of different ways. There's no snow getting around it. Yep. All right, gentlemen. Well, I uh, hope you have a great week. And we will talk to you on the next one.